Hey guys, my name is Joe Bell, and I'm the program assistant at the Muskegon Historic Sites of the Lakeshore Museum Center. The Muskegon Museum of Art is hosting the Dressing the Abbey exhibit this summer. So, in the spirit of the exhibit, the Historic Sites team wanted to dive into the personal lives of the servants at the Historic Sites. The Hackley and Hume families employed many servants throughout their time living at the corner of 6th Street and Webster Avenue. Today, we'll cover the servants who worked for the families during the period the houses are currently set for. First, let's take a look at the Hackley family's servants. There were two long-term servants employed by the family. Their names were Mary Jane Heron and Taylor Bullis. Now, Mary Jane, or Jenny as she was known, was a long-time domestic servant. She served as the maid of all work, and as the name suggests, she had to do a lot of the work around the house. For a complete explanation of what the day-to-day -day life of a maid of all work was like, be sure to check out the video by Muskegon Historic Sites manager Aaron Mace that is a part of the Dressing the Abbey exhibit. Although sources differ, it seems Jenny was born in Newago, Michigan around 1865. Not much detail is available about her early life, but by 1880, she was about 15 years old and living at home with her parents. Now, in 1889, she was first recorded as working for the Hackleys. Jenny was 18 or 19 and was the live-in servant or domestic for the family. She worked for the Hackleys until both Charles and Julia passed away in 1905. And after both of them passed away, she was left a considerable sum of $8,000 between their wills. That amount of money would be worth about $261,300 today after adjusting for inflation. On October 23, 1906, she married Charles Dixon. At first, the couple stayed in Muskegon as Charles was a clerk in a railway office. By 1915, however, the couple moved out west to Seattle, Washington. Sometime after arriving in Seattle, the couple moved again but this time to Austin, Washington. Austin is actually a small, unincorporated community on the west coast of Whidbey Island, and it sits right on Mutiny Bay. It is here that Jenny and Charles would spend the rest of their days. While the evidence is scant, it appears that Charles wound up owning his own farm that he ran until his death on September 8, 1958. Sources indicate that Jenny survived her husband for another almost seven years before she too passed away on January 13, 1965. The other long-term servant the Hackleys had was Taylor Bullis. Taylor was born February 15, 1864. He, like so many who worked for the Hackley and Hume houses, was an immigrant. He came from Canada at either age 17 or age 19, with sources listing 1881 or 1883 as the year that he left his home country. He's listed in 1883 as a hostler living and working at the H.A. Brasted livery. Taylor was here for only a few years when in 1887 he began working for Charles Hackley. Taylor was listed as the coachman for Charles and stayed in that role for about five or six years before leaving this position. Taylor's fondness for horses led him to taking care of horses on the Michigan horse racing circuit. Now, after Taylor's departure, Charles hired Joseph Venters to be his coachman. However, this employment didn't last long as Taylor was back working for the Hackleys by 1897. Taylor stayed as the coachman of the Hackleys until both Charles and Julia passed away. Like Jenny Heron, Taylor was remembered by both Hackleys in their wills as he was left a total of $3,500 for his work.
Today, that amount will be worth about $144,300 after adjusting for inflation. Now, it is not known as to why there is such a large difference between what the Hackleys had willed to their two longtime servants. Soon after the death of Charles Hackley, on March 2, 1905, Taylor wed a childhood friend, Josephine Sweener. After marrying Josephine, Taylor was listed in a 1910 census as being a teamer and doing odd jobs. A teamer was somebody who drove teams of horses to usually move or transport goods. It isn't surprising that Taylor was still working with horses. Now sometime between 1910 and 1920, Taylor yet again changed careers. By this time, he was working for Continental Motors and for the Muskegon Motor Specialties Company before he passed away on October 2, 1920. The Hackleys had a lot of continuity with their servants. The Hume family, however, had a number of servants that worked for them during the family's 64-year stay in the house. The family employed many individuals for various roles, including laborer, coachman, maid, cook, domestic, and servant. With so many different people having worked for the Humes, we simply don't have time to do a deep dive into the lives of all of them. So today, we'll focus on just four of them. Elof Johnson, Minnie Knudsen, Esther Knudsen, and Clara Deephouse. The first person we'll meet is Elof Johnson. Elof was born March 5, 1865 in Holm, Sweden. He came to the United States at 17 or 18 years old. He arrived in the U.S. in 1882 or 1883, but began working for the Humes by 1889. Elof was about 24 years old and became the coachman for the family. He, like Taylor Bullis, lived in the city barn just behind the Hackley and Hume houses. Elof had the longest tenure of employment of any Hume servant. He worked for 13 years for the Humes, from 1889 until 1902. Now, 1902 was a busy year for him. He left the employment of Thomas Hume, began to own his own saloon on Western Avenue, and he got married. Elof married Amanda Anderson, also a Swedish immigrant, on September 30, 1902. Born in Boxtorp, Sweden, on August 2, 1875, she was working as a dressmaker when the two wed. The couple quickly had their first child, a son named Stanley, who was born May 11, 1903. When Stanley was almost six years old, his younger sister, Constance, was born on January 13, 1909. After having two kids, Elof decided it was time for a change and by 1910 became the manager of a farm. In 1914, his family grew again as they welcomed their second son, Frank, on November 16, 1914. Now by 1920, Elof became a machinist in a motor factory, and it appears that he was very proud of his Swedish roots as he was heavily involved in the Muskegon chapter of the Swedish United Sons of America. He was an officer for the chapter and eventually became its president. Unfortunately, Elof unexpectedly died on August 27, 1920, at only 55 years old. The next three individuals we will discuss all lived in the Hume House during the 1920s, the same time period the house is set in now. One of the biggest jobs that needed to be done in the Hume House was cooking, and that job belonged to Minnie Knutson from 1917 to 1921. Minnie was born Wilhelmina Carlson in Selrud, Sweden, on April 22, 1866. It isn't clear when she came to the United States, but she was living in Michigan by 1890, as she is listed as having wed a Knut Knutson in Kent County 
on February 22nd, 1890. This marriage, unfortunately, didn't last a lifetime, as Minnie was single again by 1910. It isn't clear why this marriage ended, as some sources list Minnie as being a widow, and others list her as being divorced. Regardless of why it ended, it produced a daughter by the name of Esther, who was another member of the Hume household. Esther Gunilla Knudsen was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan, on August 26, 1891. By 1910, Minnie and Esther were living together with Minnie's mother in Spring Lake, Michigan. Minnie left home by 1917, as she can be found in a city directory listing her living with the Humes. Esther actually started boarding with the Humes in 1917, as she was working in Muskegon as a teacher at the time. Now, you might be wondering if Esther helped her mother get the job as the cook for the Hume family, but the truth is, we really don't know because we have not found any evidence of this. Even more interestingly, Minnie and Esther left the Hume family the same year in 1921. It is at this point Minnie seems to disappear. Not much can be found about her after she left the Humes other than that she moved back to Spring Lake and she passed away at 75 years old on May 23, 1941. Esther, however, was only 30 when she left the Humes and went on to live a full life. About two years after leaving the Hume house, Esther met her future husband, Carl Alfred Magnuson. Esther and Carl moved to Berwyn, Illinois. Berwyn is a suburb of Chicago. It was in Chicago the couple wed on May 25, 1923. After two years of marriage, the couple welcomed the first of their three children to the world. Helena Elizabeth was born on December 4, 1925. Almost two and a half years after the birth of their first child, Esther and Carl welcomed their second child, Clara Louise, on March 27, 1928. On July 7, 1931, the Magnuson family grew for a third and final time as Carl Alfred Magnuson Jr. was born. It seems the family was doing well financially since Esther is listed as a stay-at-home mother in the 1940 census. She was able to do so since Carl Sr. was a partner in a steel production firm. Esther stayed in Berwyn with her family until she passed away at 80 years old on January 14, 1972. The last person we have time to meet is Clara Deephouse. Clara shares a similar story to Esther and Minnie Knudsen. Clara was born June 4, 1902 in Spring Lake, Michigan. Not much is known about her early life, but she was about 18 in 1920 when she first began working for the Humes as a live-in maid. She was living with and working for the Humes at the same time as Minnie and Esther Knudsen. Clara's tenure as a Hume maid was short-lived, only lasting for about two years. The exact reason for her departure isn't known, but it could be due to her marriage to Herbert DeWitt on April 1, 1922. The couple, like many at the time, had a number of children. Clara and Herbert had a total of five kids. Norman, their firstborn, was born about 1925. Ella was born about 1928. Anna May was born March 14, 1929. Dorothy was born about 1931. And Herbert was born about 1934. Unfortunately, only four of the five children made it to adulthood as the family was struck by tragedy on October 11, 1940, when 11-year-old Anna May sadly passed away due to leukemia. The rest of the family was doing well as Clara's husband, Herbert, was a successful farmer as he owned his own farm in Spring Lake. This success allowed for Clara to be a stay-at-home mother and raise four children. Clara eventually passed away in Grand Haven, Michigan on August 15, 1983, at the age of 81. It is easy to focus only on the Hackley or Hume families and forget those that helped to keep the Hackley and Hume houses functioning every single day. 
There are many more stories of many more people who worked for the families, the Humes especially. Hopefully this podcast helps to shed light on the often forgotten residents of the Hackley and Hume houses. Now be sure to visit the Dressing the Abbey exhibit at the Mesquite Museum of Art. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.